You're listening to Flaunt. Find your sparkle and create a life you love. After infidelity or betrayal, have you been betrayed by life, your body, or someone that you love? You're not alone. No matter what you've been through, Naked Self-Worth helps you regain confidence, joy, and enthusiasm so you can create a life you love and flourish. Tune in weekly and learn how. Hello, welcome to Flaunt. Find your sparkle and create a life you love after infidelity or betrayal. Today, we are going to talk about what is betrayal. We're going to really break down what it means to be betrayed, figure out the causes of betrayal, talk about what it means when someone betrays you, give a variety of examples of betrayal, talk about the symptoms of being betrayed, and then most importantly, how to overcome those feelings of betrayal. But before we do this, I need you to go to www.burnoutorbetrayal.com. When you go to burnoutorbetrayal.com, you can download your free copy of the top three things you do every day to betray yourself and how to stop doing them. The reason that I want you to do do that to get it downloaded is because all too often we are conditioned to betray ourselves, to put ourselves last. And then at the end of the day, when we're dissatisfied, when we're wondering what happened to the last 40 years and why we have never felt happy or fulfilled or satisfied, now we'll know. You'll know it's because of the ways that you betrayed yourself. You'll be able to identify it, stop it, and then do something to change it. So both at the end of the day and at the big end of the day, as in the end of your life, end of the day, you will actually feel confident, satisfied, and secure knowing that the life you lived was truly the kind of life that you wanted to live. What I want for you is to be able to wake up every day with a sense of excitement or enthusiasm for what the day holds. For throughout the day, for you to be able to be engaged and present. Now, that's not to say that you're not going to have bad moments or bad days. Of course you will. But when you're engaged and you're present in your day, it's so much easier to roll with the punches, to feel and experience both the good times and the bad, to have that sense of gratitude and wonder and just to be happier and healthier and actually feel like you're living instead of just managing your life in your days. And what I want is for you every night to fall into bed with a sense of fulfillment, with a sense of satisfaction, 
not not with a perfectly you know completed to do list, not because you have sacrificed and have not eaten or have worked out or or anything like that, but satisfied and fulfilled with yourself, with the way you were able to connect, open your heart, feel relationships, and show up. And that is my biggest hope for you. And that's what this show is really going to help you do. Because betrayal is all around us. And betrayal is one of those things that gets in the way of us feeling joyful or positive or satisfied. And until we talk about all of the things that get in the way of us feeling joyful or positive or satisfied, we're never going to be able to overcome them. <sighs> so now that you've gone to burnout or betrayal and have downloaded your free guide, now that you have kind of this overall summary of what we're going to talk about today, let's dive in, shall we? Let's start with a big question. What is betrayal? Generally speaking, Betrayal is defined as the breaking of trust between two people, between two organizations, or even between people and organizations. It's the shattering of expectations or beliefs or worldviews that cause us to feel some sort of psychological or moral conflict. And the reason that I specified that it makes us feel some sort of conflict is because when you're dealing with somebody that you already don't really trust, or when you're dealing with somebody like a child <laughs> who doesn't really understand the consequences of things, we don't really put our faith in them. If my two-year-old tells me that they're going to put away their toys when they're done, and then they don't, I don't feel betrayed because I never trusted that they would anyway. But if my coworker tells me that they're going to take care of a project, and we're both conscientious and capable, and we're adults, and we're both getting paid to manage this and it's our job and our responsibility. Yeah, I'm going to trust my coworker to take care of that for me. And when they don't, I'm going to feel slightly betrayed. Now let's break that down a little bit. When I said I'm going to feel slightly betrayed, I'm going to feel other things too. I'm going to feel mad. I'm going to feel disappointed. I'm going to feel angry. But how often do you in your everyday life, label when you feel betrayed. I don't know about you, but for me, until I went through my marital betrayal, until I was betrayed by my husband, I never really thought much about betrayal. I never owned what it felt like or thought about what was going on. I never really thought in such granular terms that, oh, you've let me down. Oh, I put my trust in you 
when I told you that, you know, confidential secret or whatever, and then you shared it with the world. I never thought about it in terms of betrayal. And once my husband betrayed me, and I started studying betrayal and learning and understanding and figuring it out, that's when I was able to go back, look back over the course of my life, look within as other things were happening and be able to say, oh my gosh, it's all betrayal. This is so crazy because it's all betrayal. And once I knew how to deal with betrayal through my husband's infidelity, what it caused and how to overcome it, it became almost easy for me to transcend betrayal in other areas of my life because I was so clear on what it was and why it was impacting me. And that's what we're going to move into today because I want you to have that same clarity around all the myriad of ways the betrayal is showing up in your life and is impacting you. Okay, so now that we know what betrayal is, it's the breaking of trust between two people or organizations. It's having your expectations or beliefs or worldview shattered. Let's move into what causes betrayal. What causes somebody to shatter your beliefs, to betray you. Okay, this might come as a shock, but most people or organizations don't set out to betray you intentionally. Unless somebody is truly a narcissist or a psychopath or a sociopath or something like that, people do not set out intentionally to cause harm. And I know if you're in the middle of betrayal trauma and and you're suffering and you've been hurt, in a way, you're going to say, that doesn't really matter. I don't care if they didn't intend to cause me harm because they did. And on the one hand, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. When I was betrayed by my husband, I was harmed. And the fact that he didn't intend to cause me harm really didn't matter. And in fact, as we were going through our recovery and talking about it, one of the sticking points for me was always, okay, you say that you didn't intend to hurt me, but how could you have not known? that you were going to hurt me. Of course you knew you were going to hurt me. And it was really interesting because his answer was, well, yes, from where I stand now, of course I see that it would have hurt you. Yes, even from where I was then, if you would have really broken it down, of course I would have known that it was going to hurt you. But for some reason, When I was making that decision, the thought that I might hurt you didn't even enter my mind. And as crazy as that sounds, I do want to challenge you to think about some of the decisions that you have made in the past. Whether it was having a little bit too much to drink and getting behind the wheel anyway. 
whether it was striking out, either verbally or maybe even physically, against somebody. I really want to challenge you to put yourself back in that situation right before you took that am- that action and to recognize how, even though you knew what you were doing had the potential to cause harm, that really wasn't your intent. You didn't get behind the wheel or lose control and scream at your kids with the intent of hurting somebody. You were simply reacting or choosing or you were being in this state. And even though, yes, you can sit there now and look back and say, what I did was wrong and I got lucky or I did hurt someone. It's this weird human thing that in that moment, it's capable. We are capable. It's possible for us to take action that will cause harm that objectively we know will cause harm, but for some reason we're in this bizarre, like transcendent state and we don't care. So I want to really hone in on that. The betrayal, most betrayal is not personal. One of my favorite phrases through my whole betrayal journey was that hurt people hurt people. And to me, I really think that's the most accurate description of what causes betrayal. It's not that you gained weight. It's not that you weren't a good enough lover. It's not that you didn't work hard enough or that you didn't understand something, that you weren't a good enough employee or mom or lawyer or that you wore the wrong kind of clothes or any of that. What causes betrayal is a hurt person striking out in an attempt to make themselves feel better. And it has nothing. And I do mean nothing to do with you. You did not cause the betrayal. It is possible that there were co-contributing factors that perhaps there was an argument or there was undisclosed satisfaction But those things still didn't cause the betrayal. If there was an argument, if you were doing things quote unquote wrong, a healthy, normal, unhurt person would address that. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. None of our relationships are perfect. But it's still is not a cause for someone to betray us. And as hard as that can be to get through your head sometimes, especially when you're hurt, you did not cause the betrayal. You did not cause the betrayal. And bizarrely enough, the person betraying you probably didn't intend on hurting you either. (sighs) That's a lot. Now, okay, you've wrapped your head around. Okay, I didn't cause it. But what does it mean when someone betrays me? Which is kind of funny because so often we want to make everything about ourselves. I have been betrayed. What does it mean? Sadly, being betrayed 
is part of human life. It's part of being human and all of us will be betrayed. Not only once, but multiple times throughout our life. Now, it is far more devastating when someone that you love or that you really trusted because you have a partnership or a relationship betrays you. But betrayal happens every day in so many other ways that we don't even notice. Just look at the COVID pandemic and all the stuff that's been going on in the world. Even though the world owes us nothing and made no exclusive or explicit promises, so many of us operated under the assumption that we would all be safe and healthy. We operated under the assumption that viruses weren't that big of a thing, that because of science and healthcare and penicillin and all doctors and hospitals and all of these things, that we would be safe and healthy and free to move about the world and move about our communities with really no serious consequences. And as we all learned, that was not so. That's what has made this whole pandemic so distressing for so many people. That's why so many of us are having these existential crises. That's why the whole great resignation is happy happening. And we're all like, oh my gosh, who am I? And what do I want in the world? It's because we've been betrayed. We had this worldview. We were born and raised in this worldview that uncontrollable rampant disease really wasn't a thing. That things like the Black Plague and polio and all of these things, those were in the past. And then that was not a threat to us today. We were betrayed. And it's my belief from the work that I've done with betrayal, both for myself and with the women that I coach, is until we identify that, hey, that was a betrayal, and then seek to heal that betrayal, we're not really going to be able to move on in a healthy way. So back to the point that when somebody betrays you, it says nothing about you. The earth did not betray you intentionally. The virus did not pop into existence and sweep around the globe just to destroy your personal expectations of way of life. It was random. And that's how it is with people too. Betrayal is rarely personal. Now, sometimes, yes, it can be personal. Think about revenge cheating. That's personal. <laughs> That's intentional. So it's not that it never happens, but it's that when a betrayal really happens, rarely is it personal. Rarely is it about you. Now, even when it comes to infidelity, people who cheat usually cheat because of their own vulnerabilities, because of their own fear. Their shame. 
or maybe even because of their own lack of integrity. But people rarely cheat because of you. And I want you to just sit with that for a while. When somebody betrays you, it says more about them than it does about you. So why is it that so often we internalize that betrayal? We make it about us. All the things that we perceive that we did wrong. The reason why is because of control. As humans, we all want to have a sense of control and predictability. We want to feel like we're not just randomly hurtling through the universe and things like COVID (laughs) could just pop out of nowhere and disrupt our entire way of being. When we find ourselves obsessing and thinking, what could I have done? And why did, why did they do this to me? And blah, 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 blah. Please recognize that it's just your own mind trying to assert control over an uncontrollable an unpredictable circumstance. And give yourself a little bit of grace, a little bit of love that, yeah, that's all I'm trying to do. And it's okay. It's okay. But really, it wasn't about me. Okay. I've given a couple different examples of betrayal. Infidelity is a big one. But I also gave the example of the COVID pandemic and how that was really a betrayal of all of our, you know, worldview of of how we saw the world and what we could expect. But I want to give you several other examples of betrayal so you can really see how betrayal shows up literally all the time and everywhere in life. Even starting with the example of infidelity, and to be clear, infidelity is where a romantic partner cheats by having either a physical or an emotional relationship with a different partner unbeknownst to you. An open relationship is not infidelity because that's open. And when things are open, there's no betrayal going on. But there's so much more to the betrayal around infidelity than just romance or emotional connection or even sex. There might be a financial betrayal as well, where marital funds are being spent on something outside the marriage with other partners without the other partner's knowledge or consent. And that doesn't even have to happen in an infidelity type of a situation. That financial betrayal can happen in any partnership, whether it's a business partnership or a marriage relationship, even between friends. There's this assumption that friends, coworkers, business partners will be up and up, will be transparent about finances. And when somebody is not transparent or where they use money for their own gain, that's a betrayal. Betrayals also take place between families, friends, acquaintances, co-workers. It can be something as simple as you sharing a secret with somebody 
and then having that person share the secret with somebody else. It can be a little bit more egregious where lies are told in order to keep you off base or to keep you doing something that you otherwise wouldn't be doing. It's anytime misinformation is spread. We hear so much right now about misinformation and fake news. And really, what's going on is it's a betrayal. We are being betrayed by people who have some sort of an agenda. And when they are spreading that misinformation, it impacts us. Another common form of betrayal between people, between companies, is also known as a lie of omission. And that's where crucial information that is very relevant to your decision-making is simply not told. It's one of those cases of, why didn't you tell me so-and-so was coming to dinner? Why didn't you tell me you were hiring four new employees? Why didn't you tell me the company was being sold on Thursday? These are all examples of betrayals. And we tend to not frame them as betrayals. We tend to think as somebody being a gossip or somebody lying or somebody trying to get something. But again, it's a betrayal. Another example of a betrayal is like on the corporate or the professional side of things where you believe or where you expect that something will happen. Like if you get a job and you live up to expectations and you show up on time and you do the work that's expected of you and people are like, awesome, and you do everything that they require, you have this assumption that you'll keep your job that you'll get pay raises over time, whether it's a cost of living increase or a merit increase. You have the expectation that you'll be rewarded, you know, whether it's a company award or or something like that. When you're doing the right thing, the presumption is that people will recognize that and that you'll benefit from it. So when you get fired, when you go in for your annual review, and you receive a so-so review, or when you find out the person that you spent the last six months training was suddenly promoted ahead of you, you're mad. You're hurt. But not only that, you feel betrayed because you were betrayed, because you put your trust in the system, in the organization, in the idea that if you do the right thing, good things will happen. Another way that betrayal really sneaks up on us is within our own bodies. Whether it's through aging, not recognizing the person staring back at you in the mirror. Oh my gosh, what happened? That's not how I look. That's a big one. Or an accident or an illness or injury that takes away your ability to do something that you love or takes away the time that you thought you had. That's a betrayal by your body. And that hurts. And I mean, yes, it can be big things like a diagnosis, cancer. That's a betrayal. But it can also be more subtle things like, why am I gaining weight? I never did this before. Why am I so tired all of a sudden? I was always able to do that. That's a betrayal by your body. 
We're betrayed by people, by situations, by our bodies. But we're also so often betrayed by ourselves. Ouch. That is such a big, painful, and prevalent one. Let me tell you what I mean by betraying yourself. Every single time you seek to please, to conform, or to perform, you are betraying yourself. Let me break that down a little bit. When you seek to please, what you're really doing is seeking to prove your worth. You're seeking for validation. You're seeking somebody else to be like, oh my gosh, you are so good. Lori, you're so smart or you're so pretty or you're so capable or you're so whatever it is. Seeking to please is seeking validation that's outside of us. And here's the thing. Is there anything wrong with that? Well, not really. Yes and no. We're all raised to be good little girls and boys. We're all told, do what the teacher asks, get the gold star, show up at the time your boss tells you to show up, do what your kids need, make your spouse happy, be a good friend, be a good daughter. We're all told to do all of these things. And we're told very explicitly and expressly how to please other people. And you know, it makes a nice, kind, good world when we're worried about other people and when we're taking care of other people. And it's not that there's anything wrong with seeking to please other people. There's, it's not. The problem lies in when we don't know how to please ourselves. And when our whole life and our whole existence and everything that we do and have become is really focused on everybody else, that we've lost touch with ourselves. Think about it right now. How many times do you ask yourself what you need? How often do you take care of yourself and honor and please yourself? If you're anything like most of the women that I work with, if you're anything like I was for a greater portion of my life than I care to admit, the answer is, huh? Like, why? Um, I get a massage sometimes. I uh, had lunch with friends. Okay, go deeper than that. What do you want? One of the things that I love doing is really asking my body what it wants when it comes to food. Because on the surface level, it, this is how it'll go. I want a brownie. Oh my gosh, I want hot tea and I want a brownie. And it's going to make me feel so good. And then when I go a little bit deeper, it's like, no, Bob, what, what do you want, body? What do you really want? And the answer is usually something like, I want to be nourished. I want to be nurtured. I want something that makes me feel loved and supported 
and special. And then when I even go deeper and ask my body, does a brownie and hot tea really make you feel loved and nurtured and supported and special? The answer is usually no. Usually it's something like, oh, well, the brownie reminds me of being little and having my mom make treats. So that's why it feels special. But no, eating the brownie is not really the thing that I want. I don't want a brownie. I want to feel nurtured and special. And that's my challenge to you to start figuring out truly what you want and pleasing yourself. Do you want to walk? Do you want a nap? Do you want water? Do you want a hug? Do you want to be seen? Or do you want someone simply to hold space and understand? The second way that we betray ourselves is when we seek to conform. Conforming is such a crazy concept because we're all taught that we have to do things right. We're all taught that there's one way to be a good mom, one way to be a good employee, one way to be a good woman. And then we spend our lives seeking to conform to that image or that idea of what a good woman is like. So my challenge to you is explore right now. What is your idea of what a good woman is like? What does it mean to be a good woman? Jot a few things down. Or when the show is done, spend some time thinking about this, processing it. And then start noticing the things that you do every day that are in service of that vision of what a good woman should do. Are you doing things because you want to? Because they please you? Or are you doing it because that is what a good woman does. That's what conforming is all about. It's doing what you think you're supposed to do instead of doing what actually brings you joy. Conforming is so focused on the doing that it lets complete, lets you, makes you let go of being. When you're being, you don't have to worry about conforming because you're just present. You're just being who you are. So the next time you feel awkward, you feel stressed, think to yourself, am I just allowing myself to be? Or am I wound up in some weird conforming thing where I'm trying to be something? I'm trying to be positive. I'm trying to be smart. I'm trying to be energetic. (sighs) Just take a breath and let yourself The third way that we betray ourselves is by performing. Now, performing is very related to that whole doing and being thing too, because when we are just being, 
we're just being and we feel good and we're in sync and we're flow and we're in flow and we're present and we're engaged. And when we're doing so often, instead of just doing it, like doing laundry or doing whatever, we're performing. We are showing up as a good woman. We are showing up as a competent employee. We are showing up as a good mom. But the other thing that I want to note around performing is whenever we perform, it presumes that we are somehow underneath and that we have to prove our worth just in order to be capable to meet that bare minimum. Because when you're already worthy, you don't have to perform. So every time we perform, it's really with the supposition that we're unworthy, that we're not good enough, and that we have to do all of these tricks and dance and sing and perform just to get up to that bare minimum of being worthy. When in reality, nothing could be further from the truth. You are worthy. I am worthy. All of us are worthy. Just the way that we are. For being who we are. And we don't need to perform to prove that worth and that worthiness to anybody. And every time we find ourselves seeking to please, striving to conform, or dancing, singing, hyping up, and performing, then it's a signal we are betraying ourselves, and we need to stop. Why? Because at the very end of the day, at the end, 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 end of the day, we are all going to die. All of us. And do you know what the number one regret of the dying is? The number one regret of the dying is that they didn't have the courage to lead the kind of life they wanted instead of the life that was expected of them. Do you know what that regret is? That is the regret of being betrayed. And instead of healing that betrayal and rising to meet the challenges, of allowing yourself to being beaten down and to be like, yeah, that's okay. I was betrayed and it's okay. So today is your day to make a choice. Well, what are you going to choose? Are you going to choose to be beaten down and betrayed and to end this life saying, oh, I really wish I would have had the courage to do it, but I didn't. And it was so bad. And I tried so hard and everybody was against me and it was just awful. And people are so mean. Or are you going to choose to stop betraying yourself? Are you going to choose to figure out what brings you joy? Figure out how to please yourself. Figure out how to be how to cultivate self-worth and self-acceptance so you can be who you are, so you can express yourself fully, so you can validate yourself, so you can create healthy boundaries and enforce 
those healthy boundaries. So when it comes time for you to, to die, you can look back over your life and say, yes, I did it. Even though things may not have turned out exactly how I wanted, I was true to me. And that feels so good. Okay, now that I hope you're inspired by all of this, (laughs) let's talk a little bit more about some of the specific symptoms of betrayal and then how to overcome them. Because now you're motivated. Woo! High fives all around. Let's talk about what happens if you don't make that choice to overcome betrayal and live the kind of life that you want to live. Okay, betrayal causes a huge variety of mental, emotional, and physical responses. Anywhere from stress, anxiety, feelings of resentment, bitterness, overwhelm, muscular tension, stomach upset, IBS, chronic colds, even diseases like cancer are caused from these feelings of betrayal, just blah, mucking up in our bodies. It causes us, going back to the beginning of the show, hurt people hurt people. Those symptoms of betrayal, when we don't address them, it makes us hurt people. And guess what happens? Then we hurt other people. We hurt other people. This is that ancestral trauma. This is that generational trauma. Trauma begets trauma begets more trauma begets more trauma. I don't know about you, but the buck stops here for me. I am not hurting other people, whether it's my kids, my family, or my friends. It stops with me. I am healing it. Because I love me, because I want to have a good life, because I want to be in my power, I want to have fun. Because I don't want to be sick. Because I don't want to be a perpetrator and cause more damage. Now, we all feel and experience negative emotions differently. But the bottom line is those emotions all stick in our bodies. In one way or the other, and unless we take time to feel, and I mean feel, and process those emotions, they will stay stuck. They will stay stuck in our bodies, our minds, our energy field, and they will wreak havoc on us one way or the other. And one of the most common overriding symptoms of betrayal is this generalized loss of trust in yourself in the world. You know, we talk about curmudgeons and bitter old people. It's because of lifelong betrayals that they haven't addressed. And suddenly they don't trust the world. They don't trust themselves. They don't trust life. Leave me alone. I'm just going to sit in my room and get off my grass. Okay. How do you overcome the trail? Now you know that it's a choice. Now you know that it causes problems, that you're only going to perpetuate harm, and that you're much better off and you're going to have way more fun, and that you're going to be really happy at the end of your life if you overcome the trail. Now comes the nuts and bolts of it. How do you overcome betrayal? 
Overcoming betrayal is a process. It's a process that takes time and intention, but it's not hard. It's not impossible. It just takes work and time and intention. The first step, which is sometimes the hardest, as first steps often are, is recognizing that you have been betrayed. Ouch! So often we like to think that we're too smart for that, that we're too savvy for that, that we're too good for that. And it's hard to admit that we were betrayed because we think that it's going to make other people think worse of us. Like when I found out that my husband betrayed me, one of my thoughts was, I don't want to tell other people. People are going to think I was like frigid and a bad cook and kept a messy house. People are going to think my body's wrong. My conversation is wrong. People are going to judge me. Well, that's that shame piece. First of all, it's not so. The betrayal was not about me. But second of all, unless and until I recognize, yeah, I was betrayed and it sucks. I'm not going to be able to move any further. Now, if you're sitting there thinking, I hear you, Laura. And uh uh-huh, when my partner did this, I was betrayed. And uh uh-huh, when my sister shared my secrets about this, that, and the other thing, I was betrayed. And uh uh-huh, when my boss fired me after you know, this, that, and the other thing. I was betrayed. Uh Uh-huh. But these other things, oh, no, 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 no. That's not betrayal. Here's the test. Ask yourself, am I reeling? Am I hanging on to this? Am I uncomfortable in any way because my expectations were crushed? Because my expectations were shattered? Because what happened is different than the way I planned it? If the answer is yes, yes, your expectations were shattered. Yes, it turned out differently than you thought it would. Then the answer is yes, you have been betrayed. So then what's next? Well, next, it's important to identify Feel and acknowledge all of the feelings and emotions that are popping up because of that betrayal. Now, how to do that? Because feeling it and saying, yeah, I'm really sad. I'm stuck in grief Mm -hmm," is totally different than actually feeling and processing your emotions. And here is my tip for how to do that. Create time. Create a sacred space. Whether it's outside or at home. To be alone. Without interruption or distraction, turn your phone off. And I want you to breathe deeply. Relax your body. Go within. Notice those thoughts. It's it's kind of opposite of meditation in a way. Instead of trying to dismiss those thoughts, it's noticing those thoughts. Notice what's coming up. Is it bitterness? Is it unfairness? Is it resentment? Is it grief? Is it shame? Notice your thoughts. Instead of dismissing them, notice them. Go within. And then when you notice shame, grief, rage, embarrassment, tears, whatever it is, feel 
those emotions. Lean into them. And as you're feeling them, and maybe even expressing them, I want you to imagine, visualize, or pretend that those emotions are coming up from your belly and undulating and moving up through your torso and out through the top of your head and up across your shoulders and out your arms and hands. I want you to feel those emotions flowing out your feet, out your arms, and move your body, whether it's a shimmy or a sweep. Move your body and feel those emotions. And I want you to let those waves continue until they die down, until they subside. And then I want you to close by breathing. And taking a shower, literally taking a shower or even a bath to cleanse away any of that residue that's left in your energy field around those emotions. And then go about the rest of your day or your night being very gentle and kind with yourself. Now, lastly, it is important to get help qualified help from someone who understands betrayal and to take consistent steps towards rebuilding your own self-trust and your trust in the world. Whether it's a therapist or a coach or a counselor or clergy or me, reach out, get the help that you need because so often we don't know we need help. For more information, about healing your feelings of betrayal and rebuilding your trust, remember, you can go to burnoutorbetrayal.com and download the top three ways you betray yourself every day and how to stop. Burnoutorbetrayal.com. But you can also reach out to me and we'll have a free, no obligation, no spammy, smarmy, saintly stuff call. And in that call, we will identify first were you betrayed? Second, we'll talk about some of the emotions that are coming up with that and start creating a plan for you to process and heal and move through this betrayal. So at the end of your life, at the end of each day, you'll be able to look back and say, yeah, this is the kind of life that I wanted. And I did everything that mattered most. And that I am satisfied and connected and present. Every day, in every way, with myself and the people who matter the most. Burnoutorbetrayal.com. Download your guide. And that's where you can also schedule your free consultation with me. I have an amazing rest of your week. And as usual, always remember to flaunt who you are because who you are is always more than enough. Tune in next time to flaunt, find your sparkle and create a life you love after infidelity or betrayal with radio host and live choreographer, Laura Cheadle, every Wednesday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network. Develop naked self-worth and reclaim your confidence, enthusiasm, and joy so you can create a life you love and embrace who you are today. 
Download your free Sparkle Through Betrayal Recovery Guide at NakedSelfWorth.com. 